Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Four Sports Podcast. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. You already know what it is. Um, usual usual slate today, except adding two new things as usual. But before we get into that, I'm going to touch on the Georgia Bulldogs game. Who's to blame? I got I got asked this a lot after the game, and I'm, and I'm just going to keep it honest with you guys. I feel like it's on the defense. It's not all on the defense because the offense was really kind of terrible. Like, just throughout the game. To, all the like the offense was just kind of terrible. But the defense really couldn't get you a stop when it mattered most. And I think that was really what kind of boiled it over for me. Yeah, I know the offense was horrible from quarters like 2-3. to three, And they really couldn't dig themselves out of a hole, which this team has to stop doing. I know they can, they can come back from it. Just not just not that Saturday, you know, when you're going up against an opponent as good as Alabama is, then like you, you can't you can't dig yourself in, in those holes early. But yeah, that's the that's the kind of stuff that Georgia's gotta work on. Their season's over, which is absolutely disgusting. Uh the committee, I'm absolutely disgusted by the committee right now. Thank God we're going to a twelve team playoff next year, because I can't live with this. Number so Really, the the final four. Number one is Michigan. Number two is Washington, which I which I which I like. the The first two that they got correct, but here's where it falls off a cliff. Number three is Texas. Number four is Alabama. Where is Georgia? Where is Florida State? Florida State went undefeated and they don't make the final four. I know they're without Jordan Travis, but does it matter? Like, does it matter? I think the committee's. I think the committee was kind of looking at looking at from a looking looking at it from a fan's perspective, of oh we don't want to see Michigan absolutely blow out Florida State. This game could be like one of the best of all time. I think it could be one of the best of all time because Florida State's roster around the quarterback and their defense is just insane. Like they have a really good roster this year. Just with with they could have they could have anybody at QB. They could that. Dude, they could have my dad at QB, and I love my dad to death, but my dad could be a QB, and he will succeed. Because just, like, it's absolutely disgusting. In terms of, like, what Florida State players are feeling, yeah, I, I, I feel for them. Like, they didn't make it in. They did absolutely nothing wrong. They did everything correct by completely just winning out this whole season. Going 13-0, I thought results matter in college football. What happened there? And then Georgia, after being ranked number one for almost all the season, except for midseason when Ohio State got the number one ranking for like five minutes, you know they like like this is absolutely disgusting. How did Georgia, when like any opponent in their way, they just absolutely just absolutely destroyed and just demolished. The one team we really didn't demolish was Missouri, and even that game we kind of struggled, although although we put up thirty points. And then Ole Miss, which a lot of people thought Ole Miss were going to win, it's, it's like some of my community thought that Ole Miss was going to win, and Georgia ended up winning fifty two seventeen. Like what it like to the tune of, what the hell is that? That's exactly how I feel. So yes, uh, this uh, the committee absolutely screwed up here. They they should have. Here's how my final four would be: number one and number two are Michigan and Washington. They got that right, and the, and then I think number three should be Florida State, and number four should be Georgia. 
but I also know I also understand I also I also think that people would have a would have a really good case for why Alabama should be in. But Michigan, Washington, and Florida State, the three un the, the three undefeated teams, one, two, three. And then from there, just who did best during the regular season? Like Alabama's games were actually pretty close. But Georgia's were just absolute blowouts. In terms in favor of Georgia. They just lost by three points in the SEC championship game to Alabama. But yes, either way, I think that that that's my final four. Number one, Michigan. Number two, Washington. Number three, Florida State. Number four, Georgia. And I also think that that com- the the committee was just scared of. Sorry, I'll, I I gotta fix you guys. I just think that the, I just think that the committee was scared that you know if Georgia got into the playoffs again, they'd just win their third straight national title. Even without Stetson Bennett, we'll still win it. But we can't this year because the committee absolutely screwed up. Alright, enough of my yapping. Let's just get into the script. So, Celtics and Bruins. And then then we're actually going to be doing a tier list of NFL teams start to the season. Next week I'll be doing another tier list about NBA teams start to the season. And then we'll be answering a question from some some of my community. Um, I'll uh, I'll recap the Pats game how the experience was overall, and then we'll be predicting NFL Week 14. Alright, I'm going to start off with the Bruins, which I usually never do, but this was the most recent game. And so, when I got, so when I got back to school after, you know, I, I, after, I, after I went to the Pats game, of course, Mr. Petrie, who's my, who's my social studies teacher and a, and a wicked big Chiefs fan, he was like, and next you and Nick, did you hear that Brad Marchand scored half the points that the Chargers did and outscored, well, the Pats, of course? I'm like, no, I didn't No, I didn't see it because I didn't know that Brad Marchand scored a third-period hat-trick. Like, hat-tricks in general, like scoring three goals in 60 minutes of hockey is impressive, but doing it in less than 20 minutes is very impressive, too. I'm not going to start with that game, however. We are actually going to move... To the beginning of the week, which was Bruins at the Sharks. This was a well-played game. Really good way to get back on track. David Poshnok had a hell of a day with two assists. Pavel Zak had a goal and an assist. Jake Dubrask had a goal. Same with Dan Heine. Dan Heine started to pick it up. McAvoy had an assist, and then Portos had an assist as well. So yes, overall very good Bruins win, shutout on uh, against the Sharks, which is which isn't saying much, but now we have the Bruins against the Maple Leafs winning in overtime and this game was crazy. Okay, like this was after the Georgia game. This is when I was all pissed off, so I'm like, "You know what? Let's see a Bruins win." And we did in the most the most Maple Leafs losing fashion I think I've ever seen. So really, how that game ended was um, was Pasternak had a had like a had like a one on one situation with with Marchand as like a trailer, but he's like way back in the blue line at this point. Pasternak has re- has really no way to get into the middle, so he just so he just risks it on, on net, and it ends up coming right out to Marchand, who times it perfectly. He 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 catches it with his glove, throws it down right on his stick, and just shoots it in. And that's how the game ends. With like eight seconds left in overtime, that is the most Maple Leafs losing thing I've ever seen. 
But yes, looking at it, David Poshnok had a goal and two assists. Brandon Carlo had an assist. Jake Dabrowski had an assist. Forber had an assist. Trent Frederick had a goal. He scored the first goal of the third period. Geeky and Lindholm both had uh, assists. And then Brad Marchand, who had the game winner, of course he got the goal. And then Kevin Shattenkirk, who got his first goal as a Bruin. Well, he he scored a goal, of course. And and then here is the Brad Marchand third period hat trick. Look, this is just absolutely impressive. From periods one to two, we looked like crap. But, you know, we, we ended up picking it up in the third period. And, well, we ended up coming back and winning this one. Like, Brad Marchand third period hat trick. Charlie McAvoy had two assists. Charlie Coyle had an assist. Dan Niner had an assist. Zaka, I mean, yeah, Zaka had an assist. Uh, James Van Riemsdyk also had an assist. J JVR, which is what I'm going to start calling him. And honestly, not the best win because, well, we had to rely on Brad Marchand. And from periods one to two, we look like crap. So that's it for Bruins Hockey. Uh, they'll be back Thursday, December 7th. Against the Sabres, which should be a win. But, let's move on to the Boston Celtics. So yes, the Celtics ended up losing in the knockout rounds of the in-season tournament. They're out of the in-season tournament. There's not much Celtics basketball, so we're actually going to go backwards. We're going to start it off with the Celtics losing to the Pacers in the in-season tournament. And, great first half. Great first half, like you were like up by 7 going into the break but then coming out in the third in the third quarter and absolutely just blowing it up being at, like just letting the Pacers score 37 all over you guys is just not a winning formula while you only score 23 to bring it right back and then the Pacers score 37 in the fourth as well so 74 in the second half which is pretty good you can't let that happen you can't let a team score 74 in the second half and come back and win so, yes, and then Tatum and Brown combined for 62. Uh, Tatum had 32, Brown had 30. When Tatum and Brown combined for over 55 or even over 50, you have, you have to win that basketball game. Like, you just can't. There's no way around that. Like, I can't live with Al Horford scoring 31, uh, having 31 minutes and scoring two points. Yeah, he had four assists and seven rebounds, but that doesn't matter. He still played like crap. Drew Holiday... Had 9 points. Uh, Derek White had 18. Sam Hauser had 15. Luke Cornett had 6. And yeah, that was really it in a Celtics loss by over 10 points. Won by 10 points. Pacers beat the Celtics 122-112. to Looking at it again, here we got... Uh, this is a quality win by the Celtics uh, over the Philly... Uh, almost said Phillies there. 76ers to a tune of a 6-point win. Final score, 125-119, to 119, and this game was just very well played, very well played by both teams. Like, the Phillies were without, I said Phillies, 76ers, my bad. They were without Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey, who are your two best players on this team right now. And really kind of saving your season, like, I was, I was kind of wrong about the Sixers. I had them coming in eighth, I thought they were going to get off to a horrible start. But I didn't expect Maxi to go off and completely turn this team around. You know, I don't think really anybody expected that. So looking at the box score, we got uh, Jalen Brown with 20 and Tatum with 21. Only 41 combined by them both, which is which was kind of bad. But Al Horford continues to go off against the Sixers this year. <coughs> 
to a tune of 20 points in 33 minutes, which this was Al Horford's, some of the best performances this year. Drew Porchard had 10, and then Delanio Bantio had 4, with, with Nemesquata having 5. All right, so that is a Celt that is a Celtics win for you in the books. Six point win over the Philly seventy uh, sixers. Sorry, one twenty five uh, one one twenty five to one nineteen. And let's get into this tier list, dude. This is gonna be this is gonna be new for me. This is gonna be new for all of you guys. I'm gonna be doing it this week and next week. So let me just reshare my screen with you guys before we hop into it. Okay, so the tiers are currently amazing start to the season, really good start, average start, what we expected, not a good start, and horrible start, they're cooked. Okay, so hold on, y'all, let me just fold this real quick, just fell off the back of my chair. Alright, we're good. Alright, so we're going to actually start it off with the Anaheim Ducks, and I'm going to immediately start it off with a hot take. Hold on, if it, yeah. They're off to a really good start. I know they have a losing record, and I know that 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 like they're they're currently they're currently uh, like third to last in their division, and they have a and they have a negative goal differential. But they've been doing better than we than we've expected. Like this this Ducks roster is not that deep. This Ducks roster does not have very much talent on it, and they're ten and fourteen, and they're they're actually looking pretty good. They've lost close in their and some of their wins have been like wicked blowouts if you if you've watched the Ducks game but I haven't cuz they're on the West Coast. But yes, I I think the Ducks are off too and above average start. The Arizona Coyotes. This team's been dumpster fire for a while, but they're actually they're actually off to a good start as well. I'm putting I'm putting them in the same tier as the Anaheim Ducks. Cuz for the, cause for the sake of like, I thought the Coyotes were gonna just be absolutely cooked this year. I thought at this point we'd be saying that they're cooked. They're not cooked. Like they're actually off to a really good start this year. Thirteen and nine, thirteen nine and two, two overtime losses, nine losses, and thirteen wins. Playing in a college stadium, you know, like playing in a college hockey stadium or dome, whatever you want to call it. Really not that good, and probably doesn't sell out even though it holds like six thousand maybe. Maybe six thousand if we're lucky, but yes, I I think that the Coyotes are actually off to a much better start than we all expected, despite that roster just being old and not that good. Let's see who we got next. Boston Bruins. I think you know where this one's going. Amazing start to the season. Like they're off to a better start than their record breaking season. I know I know they had that scuffle which was like a couple days ago where they lost three straight and were giving up like so many goals. They've picked it up since then and they've won three straight against good teams like, you know, the Maple Leafs, but yeah, I I think I don't think people really saw this amazing start by the Bruins coming. Let's move on to to the Buffalo Sabres and dude, I'm going to keep it a buck. This this Sabres team is actually kind of kind of talented. But they are not off to a good start right now. Like, Tage Thompson really has to carry that team. Same with, like, Jeff Skitter. And, like, the team is actually, like, kind of talented. Like, like they're actually a pretty talented team, like, with a lot of talent on the roster. But they just can't put it together. Their goaltending's been horrible, and I think their coach should be fired. But 
All right, the Calgary Flames. Uh, look, they're. I know they they play in such a garbage division, which it says they're they're fourth in the division, but they play in such a garbage division in any other division they'd be like sixth or seventh. But I think this is kind of what we expected. I I actually saw that Jonathan Huberdeau, like got like got like got benched in one game with like ten minutes to go in the in the third, in like in like the final seconds. It's like, it's like coming down to the final seconds if I can. Get the flames over here. That'd be great. Okay, come on. No, sorry about that. My my computer's kind of acting up. But oh my goodness. All right, but yes. Either way, I think that the Calgary Flames are actually like a like a like they're they're still a talented hockey team. But they just but like they like they still my computer's acting up. Sorry about that, but. I'm also just kind of paying attention to that. But this is kind of what we expected. The Calgary Flames have kind of been cooked. But they're actually off to, like, a better start. But this is also what we expected. Yeah, it's that kind of season. All right. Let's go with the Carolina Hurricanes. They're off to... I think that, honestly, they're... I know they're behind the Rangers, but they're off to a really good start. I'm putting them at the front of the really good start tier. It's just not quite S-tier. Like, this is still a great start by any team, <coughs> but it's just not quite S-tier, and I feel like they could be doing better, like, as we speak right now, so. Chicago Blackhawks. Not a good start. Like, I know I know everybody was just kind of expecting this team to just be kind of horrible, but they also were looking like, eh, new culture with Connor Bedard. They're 7-16 seven, they're seven and 16 and just really... Really just not that good. Connor Bedard's playing great. Like, shout out to Bedard. Hockey is awesome, and he's making it awesome. But the Blackhawks are... They, they just can't get out of their own way, and they're currently 7-16. and 16. I want to put them in there cooked, but I know that Bedard can just flip a switch, and this Blackhawks team could win, like, 10 straight. In a blink of an eye, really. All right. Uh, we're moving on to the Avalanche, and... They're off to an S-tier start. Like... I expected the Avalanche to be great because they're always going to be a great team, but I expected them to be behind the Dallas Stars, and I respect and I expected a little bit of regression. But they've progressed a lot this season. They're they're looking really good right now. They're they're lo- they're like one of the top teams in the league. They they still were one of the top teams in the league, but they're but they're like ranking two or three right now. All right, Columbus Blue Jackets. I think they're last in their division. Yes, they are last in their division, and I'm gonna put them in horrible start. They're cooked. Like they, this Blue Jackets team has been cooked. Like they have truly been cooked. Like I know they signed Johnny Gaudreau, and when they first signed Johnny Gaudreau, I'm like, dude, new culture. But they're but that shit that just hasn't happened. The team's gotten worse. Their goaltending has just been kind of has just been horrible like all year long. And the Blue Jackets are truly going nowhere. And right now they're eight and fourteen and four, and they're last in their division. They're not going anywhere, dude. They they need they should just blow it up and start fresh. Dallas Stars. I'm going to put them second. Nope, not not that tier. Yeah. I'm I'm not putting the stars. No, dude. What is happening right now? All right, hold on, y'all. My. Computer's kind of acting up here. 
No, why won't you just go in the tier that I want you? Okay, dude, this is just getting absolutely ridiculous. Alright, whatever. So, I'm, I'm gonna put them in really good start tier, because, well, they're, like, they're off to a great start, don't get me wrong, but I still feel like they could be better. Like, if you know what I mean. It just doesn't it just doesn't feel like they're off to the start that I at least kind of projected them to be at. I kind of I expected them to be like top of the division like they are currently a point back from the Avalanche, but I I still I still kind of expect a little bit better. Like the Stars are off to a great start. Don't like like don't get me wrong, the Stars are off to a really good start. But I but I still think that just they're they're behind the Avalanche and they could and they could be doing like a little bit better. Jake Ottinger has been playing great though. As always. Alright. We're moving on to the Detroit Red Wings. And I gotta say, just from when they, whenever they play the Bruins, they're S tier. But this, this is honestly what we expected. I knew that Alex Dabrinkit was going to make an impact. I knew Alex Dabrinkit was going to be really good. And a absolute scheme fit for this Detroit Red, for this Red Wings team. But again, this is just kind of what we expected. Alright, wait. Edmonton Oilers, this is going to be my hottest take. I think people are going to disagree. They should be off the tier list. Like, further down than they've been cooked, because, oh my god, they have been cooked. I know they fired their head coach, which was easily the right move, and, like... <coughs> that would, like, the, firing their head coach was completely the right move, and I absolutely agree with it. But, like, the... This team is so talented, they still cannot get the job done with McDavid, with Leon Dreisaitl, with absolutely everybody there that you can imagine. They still can't get the job done, and it's absolutely frustrating to see just all this talent rot away. They're last in their division, despite being playing in the worst division in all of hockey. Actually, no, they're second to last, because they're, they're barely ahead of the Sharks. So yeah, they're nine, twelve, and one, and they're going absolutely nowhere despite having all this talent. I I think they missed the playoffs. Like I truly believe that. I think they missed the playoffs. All right, now we move uh, to the Florida Panthers. They're off to an S tier start. Like I like I truly believe that. And now that I think about it, I'm actually going to put the Stars in an, in a S tier start as well. If I can like get it over there, that might be nice. But all right, so yeah, I think Panthers are. An amazing start to the season because, well, like they're 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 above thirty points right now. They're playing really good. Like they're taking down the good teams and are blowing out the bad teams, which is <coughs> usually a recipe for success. But so yeah, great great way to rebound. Like they're so far they're off to a great rebound after their loss in the Stanley Cup Finals. Next we have the Los Angeles Kings, and they're in third. And they're off to a great start. They're just not quite S-tier. They're off to a really good start. Just not quite S-tier start that we that we have from, like, the Bruins and the Stars and the Avalanche and the Panthers. But, look, the Kings are, are, are honestly kind of on kind of on an uphill climb, if, like, if you know what I mean by that. Because they are... The Kings look good. And I, I, and I truly think if they make it into the playoffs, if they make it in... If if they make it in as a seed as like as a seed four or above, dude, look out! I think the Kings could truly make a run in the postseason this year because they have that playoff experience now. 
speaking of now, the Wild have been cooked. The Minnesota Wild do their... Like, they were, like, really good a couple of years ago until they just weren't. I know the Wild have, like, the best logo in the league, which I which I think is kind of true, but second to last in the division, Jared Spurgeon, I feel like is just kind of just... I know, he, I think he's, I think he's still captain, and he, he's undisputed their best player, but this, this Wild team actually has a good amount of talent. Just they cannot figure it out. They just truly can't figure it out. Think and I think they're cooked. Now we got the Preds. They're they're off to a really good start. This team does not have very much talent. This roster is not very deep. But sitting at 500 with Philip Forsberg and Roman Yossi playing their best hockey of their life, I'd feel great about that. If 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 I'm a Preds fan. Now we have the Devils. This is going to be interesting. Like this is truly going to be an interesting one. Cause they are like just kind of cooked. Like they're not they're not playing as good as they were last season. And I don't I really am just kinda contemplating where to put them. If if they have like been cooked or not a good start. I'm gonna put them in not a good start, because I know this team can turn it around. Like this team is actually really like talented now. They're but they're eleven, ten and one and they're just behind all the good teams in their division. They they just can't win a hockey game right now. They can't they can't really keep a lead. Which, if you can't keep a lead in hockey, then you just really aren't going to be a good team. But yes, the Devils are off to a horrible start this season. But I, th I still think they turned it around. I still think they make it in the playoffs. Because that team's just so good, they're still going to make the playoffs. But it's just a matter of they're not off to a good start. Islanders. Look, I've been just absolutely raving that this team has been cooked. But at the same time, them just like kind of off to a 10 and 10 6 and like four start which is is kind of what we expected you know they're actually they're off to a 10 7 and 6 start but this is kind of what we expected the, the islanders don't really have like any big names on the roster i think they have the most boring roster like in the in the nhl more boring than well the san jose sharks at least they have anthony duclair you know but yeah the islanders really have no big names on their roster but they're still kind of putting it together and I, I thought that they were cooked, but they're actually off to a solid start, and this is also kind of what we expected. So next team's the Rangers. I already know where I'm putting them. Without a doubt, an S-tier start. Dude, like, people start to forget how good the Rangers have been this season. They have been absolutely amazing. They've been above expectations. I know their expectations were absolutely sky-high this year. Their roster is so talented. They've been better. They've been better than their expectations so far. They've been off to an absolute awesome start. They're one of the best teams in the NHL. Like, so far. Ottawa Senators, a complete polar opposite of the spectrum from the uh, the New York Rangers. Horrible start. I had the Senators coming in third place. I thought they were eventually just going to explode and it was all going to come together. For the Senators, that's just clearly not been the case. I think they're last in the Atlantic Division, which is the hardest division in hockey right now. They're behind the Sabres with a losing record, but I still think that apparently they've played like six less games than everybody. I, I still think that the Senators will figure it out, but I, I don't think they make the playoffs in this and at this at this rate. I still think I think they figure it out and they actually come on strong to end the season, but I don't think they I don't think they make the playoffs. Alright, up next we have the Flyers. This team has kind of been cooked. But honestly, they're they're actually off to a good start. Like, this team, 
Last year they were horrible. Like the but now they have like Joel Farabee, Sean Couturier. Everybody's playing good hockey on this on this Flyers team, but they still lost to the Sharks. Shout out to Broads Media. He's making he's making really good. He's he's making really good content on um on like on all of Philly sports. And he's saying that the that the Flyers are actually kind of a good team and they will make the playoffs. I I like it. I don't think they make the playoffs, but they are actually kind of a solid team. But shout out to Broads Media. Love to have you on the show one day if I if I can. But up next we have the Pens. Hem hem, pen the Penguins eleven and ten and three. 24 games played, not that good, honestly. I know Sidney Crosby's like out of his prime, but he's still Sid the kid, and he's and he's still kind of relied on to carry the team, which I really disagree with because the roster around Sidney Crosby has to step up. He can't carry a team at 39 years old, unless if your name's like LeBron James, because he can do it with the Lakers. So really, anything's possible, but. Yeah, either way, the the roster around Sidney Crosby has not stepped up, and they're just not they're just not a good team anymore. So now we have the San Jose Sharks. Um, honestly, what we expected. If I can get it over there, but yeah, this is this is this is honestly what we expected. Cause well, like the like the Sharks, we expected them to be horrible. But they've actually kind of, but they've actually kind of been good. Like they started off 0-10 and one, and they've picked it up since then. But this is also what we expected. We expected them to just be kind of horrible. The Blues. I know this team's been cooked for a while, and they're a cooked team. And even then, they're just not off to a good start. <clears throat> no. Yeah, I have them in not a good start because, well. Like just like just think, okay. Like the Blues just kind of aren't a good team. They've been kind of cooked ever since they beat my Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup Finals back in 2018. They've just been horrible. Jordan Bennington has completely fallen off a cliff, despite being the hero in that series. And I still and I still think the Blues, like the Blues, are actually off to a kind of a better start this season, but still not a good start when you look at the amount of talent on that roster. Up next, we have the Bolts, or the Tampa Bay Lightning. Same thing, really. And, look, they're they're in fifth right now, and honestly, they're not playing good. Like, we all know that this team will just be like, oh, we don't care about the regular season, and they'll absolutely go off in the playoffs. And, honestly, I'm, I'm going to put them in bad start, but I know they're still going to pick it up second half of the season, they're still going to make the playoffs, and they're still going to absolutely destroy in the playoffs. Like, they're going to be good in the playoffs, as always, except for last year. But just they're not off to a good start right now, and no Lightning fan, no NHL fan should be scared for the Lightning because, like, like, they will turn it around. Like, I have I have faith that the, that the Lightning will turn it around. I shouldn't have faith in them because I hate the Lightning, but that's just the fact of the matter. Maple Leafs? Honestly, kind of what we expected. We we expected the Maple Leafs to be a good team, but I still think we expected them to be around the thirty points tier. Like at like at this point, we were kind of expecting them to be around thirty points, but they're not really there. They're around like twenty eight, which is still kind of a good start and what we expected. But I still think they could be doing better. Vancouver Canucks, they're best tier. 
Now, whether they can keep this up or not, I don't know, but the Vancouver Canucks are having a hell of a bounce back. Like, this is unheard of bounce back. Elias Pettersson's playing his best hockey of his life. He's a really good player. He's top 10 in the league, which is a hot take, but, and he he's, he's playing his best hockey of his life right now, and that has really driven the team towards, you know, 33 points this season. Like, the, the Canucks, despite having not that much talent, they're having a hell of a turnaround. Golden Knights also an S-tier start. They're at 37 points right now. They're 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 great. Like they are great. They just won the Stanley Cup. I know that, but they're they're better than last year, and they can truly go back to back. I know the the Stars and the Avalanche are going to be in their way, but the Knights could go back to back, and I won't be surprised at all. Okay, up next we have um, the Washington Capitals. They're actually not that bad. Like I like they're not that bad. O- Ovi's playing good. T.J. Oshie's playing good. This is really what we expected out of the Washington Capitals. Like, we expected them to be, like, not the same playoff team that they were. Not, like, not the same, like, one seed good that they were. But we expected them to be, like, around 12-8, and which is where they are. I don't know why this one got moved back, but the Montreal Canadiens. I'm going to be honest, they're they're off to a better start than what I expected. Which is why I'm going to put them in really good start. Like, despite that roster just being really untalented, just not good talent on that roster overall, they're, they're still finding a way to make the most of it. So, yes, I'm going to put the, Cana- I'm going to put the Canadians in good start. Eh, actually, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to put them in really good start. And last but not least, we have the Winnipeg Jets and... They're also off to a really good start. Like, I gotta say that the Winnipeg Jets have actually been pretty good. They're third in the division with 30 points. And they're and they're, they're, they're actually a really solid hockey team. And I think if they make it into the playoffs, they can make it... Like I, like, I think that they can make it to the second round and probably deep into the second round. So, yes, this is your final tier list. Let's move on. Alright, so I got a question from a fan, from from actually like multiple of them, were asking like, if you were to face Baby Gronk, and if you don't know who he is, he's, he, he's according to other people a football prodigy, an absolute stud at the game, and is going to be a really good player at the game. Sorry, I'm blocking you guys. And, he, and they were all like, do you think you could beat him? I absolutely do think I can, because here, here's the thing, okay? The reason why Baby Gronk is able to just stat pad like that is because he's taller than everybody in his league. He probably plays in the 5U league. Like, I would absolutely smoke him. Like, it does not matter. I have I have the height, and he, he, like, he might be stronger than me. That doesn't matter. I can, I can still, I can still, I can still, even though my vert absolutely sucks... I can I can still jump high enough to where he can't get the football and I can just and and if if I actually have like a decent QB thrown out there then if, and if and if they can get me the football dude I'll obviously smoke him I'll, I'll I'll just do my usual walking start and just blow right by him yes I would absolutely cook baby Gronk and and if if we were doing one on ones then yes I'd absolutely cook baby Gronk which was really which was which was the question would you cook him in one on ones absolutely I cook him. All right, let's move on to the New England Patriots team. I'm still sh- um to the New England Patriots game. I'm still showing the tier list. 
All right, so let's move to this New England Patriots team, and I'm going to start off with saying the refs were absolutely terrible this game. The refs were horrible, and if, like, two or three of the refs' calls are correct, and just, like, these calls were really simple that weren't being made, and if and if the, if the refs' calls, like, two or three of them are correct, this is a 14-6 Patriots win. As I get my screen showed, I know this is clearly not the case because we lost 6-0. to zero. What is this, a hockey game? But, sorry, my mom's just absolutely yapping off right now. But what, what, well, what we were, like, th at the end there, okay, in the final seconds, Devontae Parker had an awesome catch. That wasn't really a catch, though. Like that cat, like it just got it just got, it got called back because one they said he was out of bounds. You can see he was blatantly out of bounds. Two, it was pass interference. You could see that. Well, he was clearly being held, and got thrown back right into the football to still make the catch, which is lucky and it's uh, and it should also be pass interference along with a catch. But yes, John Hussey is the literal Angel Hernandez of football. So do, and so does Angel Hernandez, but Angel Hernandez's personality is good. John Hussey doesn't do crap. Okay, like, I always thought of John Hussey as, like, a decent ref. Dude, after this, he sucks. Horrible officiating. Just, like, literally, this is a ref trying to make calls. Oh, yeah, uh, pass interference number 33. Yeah, yeah. Shut up! My God, dude. Okay, but... Dude, I'm kind of starting to talk like Mad Dog, but um, yeah. Either way, we lost six to zero. Looking at the box score, Bailey Zappi, uh, thirteen of twenty-five for 141 yards, no touchdown, no picks. Zeke Elliott, uh, seventeen carries for 52 yards. Reminder: Stevenson, who got injured in this game, I am actually I'm actually kind of scared for him because well, we don't, we don't want to really lose Reminder Stevenson for a good amount and in an absolute garbage dustpan of a season. We don't really need that happening. So yes, Ramondre Stevenson 9 for 39. Tyquan Thornton had a big rush. It was a, it was on a jet sweep and he got 39 off of it, so good for him. Bailey Zappi took off and ran with it for a couple of times. He went, he had four carries for 16 yards and then looking at the receiving game, Devontae Parker 4 for 64. This should be like 5 for 1 for like 130 if John Hussey doesn't screw us over and then Zeke Elliott 4 for 40. Hunter Henry, 2 for 15. Juju Smith-Schuster, 1 for 11. And the same thing with Jalen Rager, 1 for 11. And then looking at, you know, like, not really much on defense. No sacks, no tackling. Not a lot of tackles. But, like, yeah, every everyone's having, like, 4, 3, or 2 tackles on defense. So, not much to take away from this Pats game other than let's just lose out. Let's just go 2 and 15 and just, and just, and just completely start fresh and... Get out of this just poopy, poopy season. In the words of Boston Connor on Pat McAfee show, which, by the way, go check out Pat McAfee show if you haven't already. If, a lot of people, a lot of people know about it, but if you ha but if you don't know about, it, go check out Pat McAfee show. It's absolutely amazing. I, I watched it actually before this show, and they do an awesome job there. I know Aaron Rodgers was on the show, and if you guys listen to this podcast like regularly you know I you know I absolutely hate Aaron Rodgers but they still did a really good job with it so I actually had some Instagram polls some polls over on Instagram on my Instagram story where you could go vote for oh which team will win you know this game 
So we're looking at first game, uh, Patriots at the Steelers, and currently 75% of my community is running with the Steelers. And currently, right now, uh, I need to get picks. I need to get picks right. So by the way, last week I went nine and four, bringing my overall record to one sixteen and seventy seven. So yes, I need to start getting picks right, and if like, unless if I need to buy. One of my buddies on the football team, a uh, Josh Allen jersey. I need, I dude, I need to get, I need to start getting picks right. And that starts with betting with the Pats. I'm gonna bet against the Pats just for the sake of my own well-being and not having to waste my money. I'm going to side with my community on this one and pick the Steelers, twenty to ten. All right, up next we have the Jets at the Texans. 82% of my community was on the Texans, and I agree with my community. CJ Stroud's going to absolutely torch the Jets' defense. I think he throws for 302 touchdowns. So, yeah, CJ Stroud will absolutely win this game by himself. He needs he, if he, he can win this game by himself. Of course, he's not going to. But, yes, either way, Texans win this, win this game. Let's go. We should go, like, 27 to 13. All right. Up next, we have the Ravens at the Rams, and 67% of my community was on the Ravens in this one, and I agree with them. Coming off the bye week, they should be well-rested, well-fresh, and but the Ravens should have no problem with this game. Up next, we have the Panthers at the Saints. Upset special. I'm picking the upset, although 67% of my community went with the Saints in this one. I'm going to pick an upset. I'm picking... Carolina Panthers for a wicked upset and get their second win of the season over the New Orleans Saints. Alright, up next we have the Colts at the Bengals as currently 75% of my community is on the Cincinnati Bengals and I agree with my community here. Jake Browning absolutely torched the Jacksonville Jaguars defense on Monday Night Football and, and I completely agree with my community here. Jake Browning's going to go off again <clears throat> against a against a much worse Colts defense. And I and I think that the Bengals pulled this one out. Let's go twenty to fourteen. Next in line we have the Fal we have the Bucks at the Falcons. Uh seventy three percent of my community was on the Bucks in this one. I and I'm going to disagree with my community here. I'm going with the Falcons. Look <coughs> I understand the Bucks played a quality game. And it's like they were able to and 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 you know, like they, they were able to like put together a good win against the Panthers. Granted, it's the Panthers, but the Falcons coming off the bye. I think I think that I think that they come out and they're well rested. I think that they come out and upset the Bucks at home. The Falcons actually rarely lose at home, so I don't know why seventy three percent of my community is on the Bucks here. But up next, we have the Jags at the Browns, and the Jags are currently favored in my community, 73% to the Browns, 27. Jags should win this. Like, the Jags should have no problem with this game, realistically. Over the Browns, who are just kind of crippled right now, they are just, like, their whole team's turning into a hospital. And I can't live with Joe Flacco playing QB for, for the Cleveland Browns right now. So up next we have the Lions at the Bears, and currently 91% um, of my community is on the Lions, and I agree with my community. The Lions should have no problem with this game. The Lions are a much better team than the Bears. I know it's a I know it's a division game, which is why I'm not predicting like a 60 nothing blowout. But 
I'm going to predict like 24 to 20. Up next, we have the Seahawks at the 49ers. I'm not making the first mistake. Niners at home absolutely should just completely blow the Seahawks out of the water. I know the Seahawks played actually like really good against the Cowboys and they scored 35. But it wasn't enough and the defense did horrible and the defense is going to have like their hands full against the Niners and Niners should win over the Seahawks. Let's go like let's go 21-20 again. Up next week the Vikings at the Raiders and currently 70 and currently 70% of my community is on the Vikings in this one and I'm going to disagree. I have the Raiders in this one. I have the Raiders completely bouncing back. Antonio Pierce is looking for a bounce back win and the Vikings are also in need desperate in desperate need of a win, but so are the Raiders and I think the Raiders want it more and they will take down the Vikings in this one. Okay, up next we have the Broncos at the Chargers. Broncos uh, 70, 70% of my community was on the Broncos in this one. <coughs> and I agree with them. The Chargers played horrible against the Pats. And the, and I know I know that game was wet and rainy, but they, they still play like crap. And the Broncos are looking for a bounce back after losing to the Texans. So Broncos should win this one. I'm going to actually go high scoring, 33-31. Bills at the Chiefs, I think this is game of the week. Um, 80, 80, 80% of my community went with the Chiefs in this one because the Bills have just been disappointing. Chiefs win it. Um, like, I, I know Josh Allen kind of owns Patrick Mahomes in terms of, like, regular season matchups, but Patrick Mahomes is gonna, is, 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 is gonna pull his head out of his bum and play much better in this one. Let's go, th I'm actually gonna go high scoring again. Let's go 38-20. Up next, Sunday Night Football, we have the Eagles at the Cowboys. Eagles... A absolute astounding 90% 90% of my community ended up rolling with the Eagles in this one. And I agree with them. I think the Eagles come out here and pull their head out and pull their head out of their bum because they got absolutely bullied in the words of Broads Media against well the the San Francisco 49ers. And I think this is where Nick Sirianni is looking for a bounce back. The this whole Eagles team's looking for a bounce back, and I think they get it against the Cowboys. In a in AT and T Stadium is not going to be easy, but I still think that they get the win. Thirty four thirty one. First game of the Monday doubleheader, we have the Packers at the Giants. I'm not going to spend much time on this one because well, the Packers should win, and the Giants are starting Tommy DeVito. They're just not that good, and the Packers upset the Chiefs, and the Packers should uh, should should absolutely steamroll them. Let's go forty to nothing as a joke. Mm, last game of picks, we have the Titans at the Dolphins, and 67% of my community was on the Titan was on the Dolphins in this one, and I, and, and I agree with them. I think that the Dolphins should absolutely have no problem with this one. I think, no, they're not coming off the bye week. They absolutely smoked the Commanders, and the Dolphins get another easy matchup at home with the Titans, and I think they win it. Let's go 33-17 to in this one. Oh, and by the way, 78% of my community was on the Packers over the Giants. That will do it for this one, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I kind of, I know I was kind of speeding through those through those picks right there, but my my voice was kind of getting sore. So, yeah, that that's gonna do it for this one. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, make sure you guys go check me out on YouTube and also Instagram, Big Four Sports Podcast. No spaces for for Instagram, and then just uh, YouTube, just how you would search it up on Spotify. 
And uh, yeah, that, that'll for this one. Make sure you tune in to my Instagram stories next week to vote on picks and who you think will win. All right, peace.